0: I just want to simply talk about about God about God and his greatness God and his majesty and I realized that talking about God and focusing on some of God's attributes and the way that God reveals himself to man is a it's a subject that it's a subject that we can't that I can't quite fathom. It's a subject that I can't fully understand. And yet I think I think it I think we do well to to look at God and and at least try to understand or get a glimpse of who God is and, and God's greatness. And probably the a big reason that I've been pondering this a lot this week is probably most of you or all of you have heard we Welcomed another little girl into our family this week and as I hold that little baby and and just think about God as the giver of life, God as God as creator it's it's really uh it's really humbling it's really i don't know it it just made me think about God again in a way that I should probably recognize God all the time, and yet, as you, as you, see, that, as you see that baby take its first, first breath, and then just continue breathing, it, it doesn't stop. We realized the heart had been beating for quite a while already, and yet, I, I guess I had to think about it more with, with, with her breathing. She, she took that first breath, and, you know, now if, if that would stop, death would follow. And yet, the way God designed our bodies, the way God created us, and the way God sustains that. We have the verses there in Genesis that tells us that when God created Adam, He breathed into him the breath of life. And I just had to think of that verse. You know, God, I believe, was there when that little baby was born and, and breathed into her that breath of life. It is, it is, it is of God. I had to think of the one song that we sing sometimes that has the phrase in it that it's talking about life and it says that God holds the germ within his hand you know there's there's many there's many um, smart doctors there's many educated scientists and they try to figure out life they try to figure out our bodies and they've they've come a long way they do know they know a lot about how the human body works, how it, the different things that God put into us to, you know, to make us live, to make us move, to make us, to make us talk, and, and all those things. And they can do a lot of things to, we might say, extend life. And yet, we know God holds that within His hand. But they cannot create life. And I believe that is something that they will never be able to do. Man will never be able to create life. It is something that God himself, God himself has created. And God himself has has uh, breathed that breath into, into man. I just want to look at a few verses in, in Genesis chapter 1. as we think of, As we think of creation and and, and God for, for who He is. Genesis 1 verse 1, it says, in the beginning, God. I just want us to think a little bit about that phrase. I know we're kind of breaking up that verse there. The verse says, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. As we think of in the beginning, there was God, He was there. So what about before that? And I've, I've just come to the conclusion that it was, there was God. We can't, I can't quite wrap my mind around the thing of God just always being there, and yet I believe he was. In the beginning as the beginning of the world, the creation of the, the earth and, and all things that we see, there was God. He was there. It tells us in verse 2 that the earth was without form, the earth was void, there was just darkness upon the face of the deep, and it tells us that the spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. So there was just this empty darkness, but there was God there and God began moving, God began working. We're not gonna go through the Genesis account here of creation, but I think it's important for us to realize that, or to, to believe maybe, believe through faith that God always was. If we try to put God in a box and say that you know this creation started some other way and you know maybe God had his part in it but I think it's important to to in faith just believe that God always was and that God yes he created heaven and earth but he also created man and I believe God still creates man God is still God God commanded Adam there to multiply and to replenish the earth, and I believe that is. I believe God still, I believe God still starts each life, God still breathes into each person that that breath of life. One thing, one word that we often use to maybe describe God is, is infinite. And just the, the definition of that word just simply means immeasurably great, it means unbounded, with, without boundaries, or completely unlimited. I've always enjoyed the, the verses in Job where God talks to Job and, and asks, this is at the end of, after Job loses all his possessions and his friends are there trying to comfort him, when we might say God finally speaks to Job, I really, I really like some of the things God tells Job or the questions he asks. Be chapters about 38 through 41, but in, in 40, there's just numerous, numerous things here. In uh, chapter 38, verses four through six, God is just asking Job, he says, where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? Declare if you have any understanding who laid the measures thereof, if thou knowest, or who has stretched the line upon it? Whereupon are the foundations thereof fastened, or who laid the cornerstone thereof? And he just goes on and on there, just asking Job question after question about, about creation, about the beginning, of the beginning of the world, and also about sustaining creation. God was there before all this started. God created all of these things. Psalm 145, the passage we read in verse 3, it says, Great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised, and His greatness is unsearchable. If we go to Job chapter 42, we then have have Job's reply to God. And Job just simply answers, verse 42, verse 1 2 and 3 here Job answered the Lord and said I know that thou canst do everything and that no thought can be withholden from thee who is he that hideth counsel without knowledge therefore have I uttered that I understand not things too wonderful for me which I knew not. Job just he just, I can just imagine Job there on his, on his face before God, and he just says, God, I know you can do everything. And you know everything. It says, no thought can be withholden from thee. And I think it's, I know for myself it's important to, I think, come before God with that attitude. I know you can do everything. I know you're in control of everything, whether it's, whether it's a hard time like Job was facing, whether it's a time of rejoicing in our lives, I think it's important that we, that we come before God and just acknowledge that he can do everything and there is, there is nothing hidden from him. Sometimes we might think of God as... as as I said, just completely powerful, completely in control. This infinite God that is immeasurable. We can't quite wrap our minds around who he is. And yet God, I think, has been very, very uh, intentional about revealing himself to man. God has been very, God wants us to know who he is. God wants us to have, he wants to have a relationship with us. And I think the one, the first, the first thing I wanna look at about how God reveals himself to man is just simply through, through his son, by sending his son to this earth. And I just wanna read a few verses in John chapter one. John chapter one, verse one through four, it says, in the beginning was the word and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. I think these verses just make it clear that, that Jesus was with God at creation. They were together here. And then in verse 10, in John chapter 1, it says, he was in the world and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came into his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. So it's telling us that that God, Jesus God, they were, was the creator in the beginning, and he sent him, he sent Jesus to this world, The world was made by him and yet it tells us that people didn't accept him. I just want to read a few more verses here in in John 1. Verse 13, it says, "...which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth." John bare witness of him and cried saying this is, this was he of whom I spake he that cometh after me is preferred before me for he was before me so there again just John just 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 witnessing just testifying that Jesus is on this earth God is revealing himself through his son another way that i believe god reveals himself to to man today is, is through the Bible, through his word. I think it was mentioned in our, in our Sunday school class this morning, Kurt mentioned that we didn't quite get through the lesson last week, and yet he's not sure what that means because we never really get through. And I think that's the way God's word is. We never, we, we never get finished with it. God just continues to reveal himself to us through his word. Every time we open it, every time we study it, there's there's something there that I just didn't quite see before, didn't quite realize before. I believe I believe the Bible is The Bible tells has many stories about things that happened in the past. As we go through 1 Thessalonians there in our Sunday school lesson, it talks a lot about the future and the, the coming of the return of Jesus. We have the book of Revelation that also gives us glimpses of heaven and, and, and some details on the return of Christ, the second coming of Christ. And I think it's just a, just a powerful way that God, that God gives us to maybe begin to understand who He is or begin to understand some of His greatness. Another way that God reveals Himself to man, I believe, is, is through nature and through creation. Another thing that I think about a lot this time of the year is we see the grass turning green, we see the trees beginning to bud. We see, we see that change and we, you know, we've been going through winter and we just kind of expect that soon it's going to start getting warmer. The days are longer, the sun shines a little longer, The air just feels a bit warmer, and the the trees begin to change. It's all things that we expect, and yet I believe it doesn't just happen. It is something, it is God. It is something that is completely in God's control. God told Noah there in in Genesis 8, when he, I think it was when when they exited the ark, he says, while the earth remaineth, seed time and harvest, and cold and heat, and summer and winter and day and night shall not cease, and we could again go to some of the verses there in in Job when God was talking to, talking to Job about his complete control over over wildlife, over the animals, over just all of his creation another part of, of creation or god 's power that i that I uh, ponder at times is, is thunderstorms, just God's, God's power in those, in those storms. And I think it was thir- Thursday evening, there was a, a thunderstorm, fairly significant, not, not as bad as sometimes, but quite a bit of lightning and thunder. And I just had to think again of, of you know, who is, who is doing that? Where's that come from? Sure, we could say it's you know, the way the the air, the air temperatures and the way those things meet, it creates a thunderstorm. Which I believe is, is true, but it's it's still God behind it. It's still God's power behind it. And just maybe a few interesting thoughts about about lightning and about God's just God's power. I just want to read, read a little bit here on what I, what I found about some of the, the power and the strength behind lightning. It says that at any given moment, there are about 1,200 thunderstorms occurring throughout the Earth. And it's estimated that each second there are more than 100 lightning flashes somewhere on our planet. A typical lightning bolt contains about 15 million volts of electricity and instantly heats up the air around it to over 60,000 degrees, sometimes reaching more than 100,000 degrees. The total energy of a a thunderstorm can exceed the energy released during an atomic explosion. And as we as we think about some of those those numbers and maybe maybe to bring it into perspective with uh, the says a a lightning bolt contains about 15 million volts of electricity. If we look at the power lines that run along the roads, a lot of those carry about 7,000 volts, maybe 8,000. And the, the big lines that run across the fields and over the mountains on the, the big power lines, they go up to maybe 750,000 volts. We think about one lightning bolt, one lightning streak at 15 million volts. Just the, the power behind that is, is, is incredible. And it happens in an instant. It happens in an instant and it's gone. I personally just really enjoy watching thunderstorms. Yeah, they can be kind of terrifying sometimes, but I remember as a young boy sitting on the front porch with my dad, kind of back against the house as close as we could, and just watching thunderstorms. And just just the 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 power just the awesomeness in in a storm like that is 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 incredible and yet as we think of God in that way as we think of God controlling that God just completely being in control of these storms and all these big powerful things that God does I believe another way that God reveals himself to man is through his divine presence in the heart of his people. God is big, God is powerful, and yet he wants to be involved in your life. He wants to be involved in my life. He wants to live within each of us. And I think the way that we know that, the way that we can see that, is just simply, simply through testimonies people talking about, and I think that's why it's important that we talk about what God is doing in our lives, what God has done for us. really enjoyed a few weeks ago the, when we had baptism, the, the nine young people that gave their testimonies and just, I believe every one of them just expressed the, the, the need they felt for God and when they committed their life to Him, the difference that it made in their life. I think that's a way that God reveals who he is, by changing the heart of men. So, I'm going to look a little bit now at some of the attributes of God, and again, we're not going to, we're just touching the surface here, we won't be able to get very deep into a lot of these, but I already mentioned about God being eternal, God always being there at the beginning of creation he was there but i believe he is also he always god is also eternal as as in the future god always will be again in psalm 145 the passage we read together this morning in verse 13 it says thy kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and thy dominion endureth through all generations revelation 11 verse 15 says, the kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. So again, just, just verses declaring that God always will be. Another attribute of God is, is that God doesn't change tells us in James 1, verse 17, that every good gift and every perfect gift cometh down from the Father of light, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. One thing that I often think about in, 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 the, in the context of God not changing is we're, the world we live in is, is always changing. It's so fast-paced. There's always the, the new and better, the, the bigger and the stronger, the have to think about it, especially with, with uh, computers and computerized things, you know, there's, there's always an update. There's always, a, there's always a security update or there's always a, a faster and a better program. At, at work, we use a, a CAD system to draw up, draw up different parts that we make and every year they come out with a new release. Every year they want us to buy the newer and the better version as i as we think about that in in the context of god can you imagine how confusing it would be if god would change you know if some some sunday morning or some morning we would wake up and and god would somehow reveal to us that well there's a few things here in the bible that needed need to be updated there's there's, there's some changes here. There's some things that happen. We need to make this a little, you know, a little better and a little stronger. And then maybe the next year or a few weeks later, they'd have to, he'd have to tweak that a little bit. It would be completely confusing. I'm just grateful that we serve a God that doesn't change. We, we sang the song this morning about, about having that anchor that holds. That that rock that we are anchored to doesn't move. It has always been there, and it always will be there. I just want to read that verse in James 1, verse 17 again. It says, Every good gift and every perfect gift that cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. We already talked about God's power. talked about God's power in storms and a bit about his power in, in uh, changing lives, changing the hearts of men. Another thing is God's omniscience, just his all-knowing. God knows everything. Another verse I had to think of this week is the verse in Matthew 10, verse 30. It says, but the very hairs of your head are all numbered. So those are little daughter was born she doesn't have just a lot of hair but there's there's a fair amount of little hairs on her head you no know, did did god have to quick come down and quick count all those hairs so he knows how many are there i don't think so god god knew that god created her he knows exactly how many hair are there and he knows a lot more than that about each one of us but god just knows it it's another thing that i just can't quite wrap my mind around because I believe everything that I know I have learned and I'm still learning and yet God God knows God just knows another attribute of God is his his omnipresence God is present everywhere Psalm 15 verse 3 says the eyes of the Lord are in every place beholding the evil and the good So whether we are following Christ or whether we are trying to run from him, he can see. Says his eyes are in every place beholding the evil and the good. Psalm 119 verse 137 says, Righteous art thou O Lord and upright are are thy judgments. I believe righteousness is another attribute of God. God is also just. Acts 10 verse 34, this is Peter saying, he says of a truth I perceive that God is no respecter of persons. Psalm 19 verse nine says, the fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. God is also faithful. God is true. God has never broken his promises. I think as we look through all the the covenants, the promises in the Old Testament, the things that God has said would happen, they have happened. God has never left his people down. John 17, verse 17 says, Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. I think just uh we can just be assured that as we read God's Word as we study the Bible it is truth and it, it it shows us God's faithfulness and God's God's faithfulness and God's just simply being true to his people and then there's 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 others there's goodness there's mercy there's love Psalm 144 145. I'm just going to read verse 5 through 9 again. It says, I will speak of the glorious honor of thy majesty and of thy wondrous works, and men shall speak of, thy, of the might of thy terrible acts, and I will declare thy greatness. They shall abundantly utter the memory of thy great goodness and shall sing of thy righteousness. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion, slow to anger and of great mercy. The Lord is good to all, and his tender mercies are over all his works. And then we have the verse in, in John 3:16, where it says that whosoever, whoever believes, whoever believes, can be saved. The last one I want to look at is, is God's holiness. I just want to read a few verses in, in Isaiah. Isaiah chapter six. Isaiah has a lot to say about God and his holiness. I believe he mentions it about thirty times throughout his, his writings here. <clears throat> Isaiah chapter six verse three. So we we'll begin reading verse three and read a few verses here. It says And one cried and said, And one cried unto another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the posts of the door moved at the voice of him that cried, and the house was filled with smoke. Then said I, woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For mine eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then flew one of the seraphims unto me, having a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with the tongues from off the altar. And he laid it upon my mouth and said, lo, This hath touched thy lips, and thy iniquity is taken away, and thy sin purged. So Isaiah here was was seeing, he was getting a glimpse of God, and he was understanding or realizing God's holiness, and he saw himself as somebody that is undone. We also have the verse in, in 1 Peter 1, verse 15 and 16, where it says, But as he which hath called you is holy. So be ye holy in all manner of conversation, because it is written, Be ye holy, for I am holy. And I believe that's what Isaiah was told here in in Isaiah 6. He said, "Thy Thy iniquity is taken away, thy sin is purged. And then he had the call there. He heard the voice of the Lord and said, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? And we have Isaiah's response. Here am I send me. You know, what better response when we when we see God for who he is, when we understand maybe as much as our human minds can understand who God is, when we realize that it is his power that has filled us and changed us. And then God says, Who shall I send and who will go for me? Who's going to tell other people? Who's going to witness for me? Can we reply with Isaiah and say, Here am I, send me. Shall we kneel for prayer? Father in heaven, we...